0: to the Barack Obama Prove World's Greatest Podcast, Hyphenation. I'm your dashing, daring, debonair host, Kellen Conley. And uh, one of my nails is jagged because I just cut them, and I'm, I'm doing that on the air. I don't care. Anyway, I have a guest with me. And this guest isn't as close to me as the last guest was, but he is close to me in my heart. And this guy I met in a galaxy far far away at WVU at a little radio station called U92 and me and him became fast friends once I, I stopped being jealous of the guy and I'll get into that briefly but Kwame is here ladies and gentlemen and just because I once slaughtered it and I'm really just afraid I'll slaughter it again uh, Kwame will you say your last name for us
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure no problem It's Kwame Appenson
0: Appamson, See, I would have said, I would that's what I th- said last time, I think. And you're like, <laughs> no, no, that's not, no, that's not even it. So, how the hell you been, man?
1: Yeah, I've been, I've been doing all right. Yeah, I've just been, uh, it's been, it's definitely been a while down. That's, yeah. When did I leave West Virginia? Was...
0: You left, I'm thinking you left in 07, at least.
1: Uh Shit, that's like twelve years.
0: Damn. I know. It's been twelve years since you've lived here, and it's been six years since the wedding when I last saw you. And you were kind enough to drive me back to the venue because we left our umbrella there.
1: <laughs> Was it no, I came after the wedding too. Uh yeah. didn't I? Yeah.
0: No, I thought you were at the ceremony. Did you get there after the ceremony?
1: No, no, I mean I came for the wedding and then uh...
0: Yeah, you came for the wedding, and then you stayed the night at our house.
1: Yeah, and yeah. then I came on uh, a later date. Uh, damn.
0: What I don't think that? you did. I think you want, you were planning on it, but I don't think you did. I don't think I've seen you since the day after the wedding.
1: Oh, uh, when, when was that time where I came and then uh, stayed at the hotel? Uh, oh,
0: that was before the wedding. That's when we met up at uh, Morgantown Brewing. Yeah, that was like 2012, sure. 2011 yeah. or something like that. 'Cause I remember oh, when we went to the Morgantown Brewing podcast. Company. What what'd you say?
1: Can I curse on this podcast? You
0: can curse all you want, buddy.
1: All right. That's fantastic. That's
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. You you can say whatever you want. But that was when I we met up with Morgantown Brewing Company and I had the alpha the holiday alpha blind from there and I fell in love with it because it was delicious. And then me, you and Angel had dinner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Kwame. Yes, sir. Appinson. <laughs>
1: yeah, dude, just just keep just keep butchering. That's. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: I'm sorry, man. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I've heard it worse. So. Uh,
0: see, and and, yeah. and we once were like so tight that we there would there there would not be days where we you would stay at my house for days on end. Honestly, we were oh, that yeah. tight. And I could never <laughs> say your last name, so so some friend I am. <laughs> oh man, so Kwame, um, do you want to do you want to tell the people? <laughs> what you it's say? Conley.
1: It's, it's Conley, right?
0: It, it's Conley, yeah.
1: Oh okay, all right. Yeah,
0: not Conley. <laughs> <laughs> Conley, you know how many people spell my name wrong now? It's hilarious. They'll, they'll literally spell it Conley, and I'm like, what? <laughs> How did how did you get an E in there, an extra E? Like I, I don't understand it. So so who was Kwame, man? Like what what is your origin story, so to speak?
1: Oh, my origin story. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been I've been getting into that a little bit lately. Uh, yeah, so I I came from I came from the pits of Africa. No uh,
0: land down un- no. under. <laughs>
1: Yeah, my parents are Ghanaian, West African, and uh, we came to this country when I was about maybe like two or three, I think, yeah. Yeah, two or three, and then, you know, just living that immigrant life, and then, you know, just a few, just navigating this country, and then skip maybe uh, 15 to 17 years later, and then... (laughs) I somehow get uh, accepted to this this scrappy university with a bunch of mountains called West Virginia.
0: <laughs> I'm guessing you applied at least, right?
1: <laughs> I think I think that was the only one I applied and I got into. So that was a, that was my
0: So you're phase. you're pretty much super sperm at this point.
1: <laughs> pretty much. Okay. All right. One thing I liked about it is they didn't ask for an uh, entrance pass there or any of that shit. So that was like, all right, less okay. effort for me. This is low achiever. <laughs> Under- oh God!
0: Here we <laughs> go. Stop. We're not. We're not playing that game. Oh. Um,
1: okay. No self-deprecation. All right, got it. No, I
0: do that. I do that plenty on the solo podcast. So that's why. <laughs> When it's just me, I'm like, man, my I don't want my feelings, guys. And I'll, I'll cry and stuff. And it gets really embarrassing sometimes on this show. <laughs> oh man. hmm okay, That's why so. my numbers are so great.
1: All right, I hear that. So we'll definitely we'll double it for this show. Just
0: Okay. Awesome. Well yeah. Let's nice so... have goals.
1: <laughs> what was it? Well, where was I? Oh, yeah. So, West Virginia. So, yeah, eventually link up. And, yeah, and then, uh, you know, I just really wasn't doing much until I started because I went and then I had to. What was it? The first year, uh, I don't think people know that. I'll go ahead and disclose that I have a disability. I use a walker to get around. So, uh, the first year I went to West Virginia, uh, I had a. I had a major hip surgery, like I guess sophomore year or whatever. So
2: okay. I
1: dropped out for a little bit and then came back. So when I came back, you know, it was kinda like, you know, a new energy, a new like, you know, let me let me get into some shit. Let me see what's out there.
0: I'm here so. for the shits, man. Let's do <laughs> it.
1: Exactly. So then uh but yeah, I always I heard about the radio station uh U ninety two, so yeah, I wanted to get into it and yeah, it was funny. Uh I think the first uh the first interview I had, uh it was you remember Rupom, right?
0: Oh, yeah, I still speak to Rupalm every now and again.
1: Yeah, he's the man.
0: <laughs> Rupom is awesome.
1: Yeah. we gotta link up with him someday. But anyways, yeah, I remember he was uh we we didn't have a panel meeting, but we were sitting next to next to each other, I guess, before the interview. And then uh, I remember the interview it was like Kim, uh, who else?
0: Kim Harrison, who used to be the general manager of U ninety two, which is a college radio station at uh, West Virginia University, ladies and gentlemen.
1: WWVU FM Morgantown. Nailed it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it was Kim and a few of the other directors. Uh can't remember them right now. But...
0: Uh, was uh, Nathan in there? Uh, used to be the mu- music director?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Nathan was there. Uh, uh, was the jazz guy there? <laughs>
0: Longfellow? Dave, Dave might have been in there, yeah, possibly.
1: So initially, I... <laughs> I applied thinking, yeah, I want to do the jazz station. So, you know, that's what I was going in for the interview. And then during the interview, they asked, so uh, what what kind of jazz do you like? And for some reason, I just blanked and froze. I'm like. (laughs) 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 I think of what I even
0: said. They asked you a tough question, didn't they?
1: (laughs) It must have been some dumb shit. I was like, oh, man, they. They pulled my card. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Oh, man. Yeah, eventually, I did. that didn't disqualify me. But, you know, I have to see my fellow radio host. Uh, I can see why. Saying <laughs> Shots fired. No.
0: Shots fired. No, nah, that, am-
1: that was a cool squad.
0: A lot of cool people, you know, you need to. All right, so, so let me jump in here.
1: It's like sound advice or whatever. It's like comics, conventions, and cosplay or whatever. It's like ladies night or whatever. It's like wrestling or whatever. It's like parenting or whatever. It's like anime, or whatever.
0: It's like spiritual warfare, or whatever.
1: It's like great friends, awesome people coming around doing what we do best, or whatever. You should watch, listen, and follow, or whatever. It's like a podcast, or whatever.
0: So... You you applied and you said I want to do jazz and they're like they asked you a question you froze you had no favorite <laughs> jazz artist <laughs> they still hire you and so yep. so this is your sophomore year at WVU when you when you get hired yep. um, and then I I th- I was also in my like sophomore year because I had brought credits in with me from to WVU. And then as soon as I got there, I was like, I'm applying for the college radio station. I just, I want to, I'm dying. Always want to be on the radio, college radio, or not college radio, just on the radio in general. I was like, this is going to be awesome. And so I too signed up for U92. And I don't, I barely remember my interview at this point because I did so many interviews on the other side of the table at this point um, Mm -hmm. that I don't remember my interview or anything, but I got hired. I was super pumped. And so I was like, I want to do the, or I want to do the urban don, or I want to do the rap show, and they're like, "You gotta train 1st I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> so, do you, do you remember your training at all?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Who was, was my guy? I think actually, no. I had a damn. <laughs> I I, I can see their faces, but I mean, it was right. definitely Nathan, and then uh, I saw the guy Aaron. It was it Aaron wrote or something?
0: Oh yeah, Aaron. Aaron. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's those two, and then uh, oh man, there's a there's another girl. She had uh, like short black hair, but I I don't want to say she did burlesque or something. But
0: oh, it was was it Claire?
1: Yeah, 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 Claire.
0: Yo, yo Claire. I'm 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 uh, Claire's out in L.A. now, man, and and doing oh. her thing. So. Yeah, she was in New York for a while. Now she's out in L.A. and stuff. So yeah, she's doing well for herself. But yeah, that's crazy. Claire was your trainer. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those were fun. Yeah, they showed me the ropes. And uh, oh yeah, even uh, was it Bren? Bren Perot or Perot? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was that's who my trainer was. I had Bren. Bren trained me on everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh
1: um, forget to someone else, but yeah. So oh yeah,
0: there's a lot of help along the way. It's a it's a family affair when you're a new DJ at U ninety two. So, I mean, everybody kind of pitches in here and there because everybody's mostly say to have more coverage for all the shifts.
1: <laughs> oh, those those midnight shifts! Damn, that was, so, that was crazy.
0: Was it like, was what? crazy.
1: Midnight to four. <laughs>
0: so, what that was that your shift that you had got once you got through your training and they gave you a shift? Yeah. You had I had yeah, the three Saturday. to six on Saturday morning, three a m to six a m Saturday oh. mornings, <laughs> so I would go out and party all night and then I would be I'd roll in the station buzzing still, do my shift, and then come home and crash. hard, oh, yeah. I did that for a whole semester, man. Uh, I,
1: can't, I can't even think of doing something like that now.
0: There was, <laughs> I know, there was nights that Ed came to the station and slept in Studio B while I did the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn it, Kelly. <laughs>
0: that was spot on. <laughs> yeah, shout
1: yeah. out Ed, man. That's, that's
0: my dude. Oh, man. Yeah, Ed's a good guy. He he. Yo, did you know he has a child now? He has. He's with daughter, and married.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He 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 finally settled down. And he's got himself a cute little daughter. It looks just like him.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it is. He he seems very happy now. So I'm happy. I'm happy for Ed. Ah, <sighs> so, don't you? The thing is, once you get through your training, they give you a shift. But the only shifts that are available your first year are night shifts. So you do that for a semester and then kind of like you get to be a part of the schedule making process in the next semester and that's when you get a better shift. So Kwame, how, how, like how did you get connected with the urban diner? Like, do you, like who was in charge of the diner when you came on? Was it still, oh man, I don't even remember who was in charge of the diner when I got, oh, oh wait, Mule was in charge. Rest in peace. He was he was in charge for a little bit.
1: I don't. I don't. Ugh. Yeah, I remember Mule, but I, uh, yeah, I, I definitely remember Eric.
0: Yeah, he was. He was never the director, though. He, like his wife, CJ, was the director for a while, but he was just always a DJ when he did it. Oh. He he seemed like he was in charge. It was one of the very few musical things that happened at, at the Urban Diner that he had nothing to do with. Really, he just showed up and did his shift. That was his yeah. main goal. Mm. And then he would promote the hell out of Urban Diner, of course.
1: Yeah. Oh man, that's. Yeah, I can't even remember who the director was at the time.
0: I don't. I don't. I can't either, man. Because I know there was that one that one dude who was the director for a little bit. Um, I don't think he was director when we were on though. Johnny was the director. what uh, was Johnny, Johnny the director? <laughs> Maybe Johnny was the director when, when you got on. But anyway, how did you get involved in Urban Donner, man? Do you remember?
1: Uh, you know what? I I wish I could say I could remember. Uh it's it's weird. Did we meet before the Urban Diner? I'm, I'm pretty sure we met.
0: Like, we did, because started. all I used to do was hang out in the radio station, and then you would come in, and you'd be like, hey, yo, what's up? And I was like, man, this dude's voice is amazing. I was like, yo, what's up? Because that was back in my super cocky days, where I was like, I'm better than everyone in my own head, but I really wasn't. So I was definitely like, yo, what's up, man? And we had a few conversations, but I was always like, when I talk to you, you're like, oh, yeah, I do the jazz show, and... You know, I do some regular rotation stuff and I just stop in here during cl- in between classes, you know, hang out, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to go back to looking at whatever I'm looking at on my computer. And that was about it.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that was like during the infancy of YouTube, too. So
0: oh, yes, it was
1: actually had a bonding over random YouTube clips and
0: the juggernaut bitch.
1: Oh, the juggernaut.
0: (laughs) No, you know, it's still my favorite Kwame, and nobody else will get this other than you. Dipset the movie, fam.
1: Oh, (laughs) two for five purple
0: tops. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And he's like, like, Yo, killer. Yo, (laughs) killer. Computers, Putin. They're, They're still up. All the they're like like all eight parts or whatever are still up on YouTube, like from the original uploads.
2: <laughs> I have to take a look at those.
0: Oh man. So so you're right. We did bond over YouTube clips. We used to be watching you like the stuff that uh the juggernaut bitch and a couple of the other parodies they did. So that that's what we would do when we were together. And then somehow, some way, you ended up on a donner. And You didn't really have a slot, though, because you were more like a filling guy, if I remember correctly. You were the guy that we would call and be like, hey, can you cover this Donner shift? And you would come through and kill it. And everybody would be like, yo, Kwame, I heard your Donner shift. It was amazing. And I was like, man, everybody likes this dude's Donner shift. Like, nobody says anything to me about my Donner shift. You know what? I'm going to find out what this dude's doing. (laughs) (laughs) I was a very selfish person, Kwame. But I do remember a lot of people giving you credit for your, your diner shifts because you would get in there and you wouldn't just play, like, the newer stuff. You were playing the older stuff, too, and were doing, like you had a, a vast knowledge of of hip-hop that went beyond just your normal mainstream stuff that we were playing or even, like, say stuff within the last five years. And that was something that was really cool, I thought. Thank
1: you. Yeah, yeah I mean, to to the credit, I mean, I think – it's interesting. I think most of my knowledge came from just. You remember the Tony Hawk games? Oh yeah, yeah.
0: So, a- I mean, Pro Two is my still a favorite.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Those had some. Uh, those had some fucking banging hip hop soundtrack. So oh, yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of oh, I like those tracks. So let me see what else is connected to it, and just taking it from there, and just. And it used to be even like on YouTube, I mean, they would have these random playlists where it's like early 90s shit like Crooklyn Dodgers and, you know, some other shit.
0: You man. were definitely a Crooklyn Dollar- Dodgers guy, man. I remember that because <laughs> I, I rolled in one day. I was like, yo, what is this? You're like Crooklyn Dodgers. And I was <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. Yo, that's dope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, just a lot of. Eclectic inspiration, but yeah, that was fun. And then, even when I didn't censor my music and got yelled at,
0: <laughs> that's right, that's right. I forgot you—you you did have a censoring issue, and and some words were said. Nothing too serious. They were just like, "Uh, yeah, reel it in, buddy, because you can't do that. Yeah. You can't be playing all that dirty music on the radio."
1: I was so pressed, I used to to do the edits myself. I know you did. What was I using? Audacity or some shit? Audacity.
0: I I don't have it on this computer, but Audacity was a a valuable tool for the beginning of, of this podcast because I used to record it on my old laptop, and the only program I had on my PC at that time that can control the mic volume on my headset mic was my it was audacity so mm-hmm. the first 20 some episodes or so was was recorded in audacity other than a couple mm-hmm. guest episodes i had so and that was just in 2016 yeah. a little bit of knowledge
1: yeah it was a versatile program
0: <laughs> so all right so still so, so you're filling in on the diner And now this is what I remember happening. So if I recall correctly, Saturday nights had been, it was Johnny at six because Johnny wanted the early shift. He wanted the six to eight so he could be done and get out of there. And then eight to 10 was me and mischievous. That was our show together. And we fought like cats and dogs because I wanted my own show and he wanted to run the show because he had more experience than me. So we were always at each other's necks, but we were still boys at the same time. And then from 10 to midnight, we gave that to D-Y because we were like, let's give that to D-Y because nobody wants to do 10 to 12 on a Saturday night. Uh, so, so D-Y had the, tw- had the last shift on the diner. And then this is the period you're filling in. And then something changed as we went into the second, like maybe your last semester here, I feel like, where Jonathan, um, I, I don't, he didn't have time to do the diner anymore. And so I believe D.Y. stayed at 10, Johnny kept the six and I was by myself suddenly. But then I was like, yo, Kwame's sitting here and he's just kind of wanting to get a shift and like otherwise he's not going to be able to do anything. And then I approached you and I was like, hey, would you want to do the show with me, the eight to ten on Saturday nights together?
1: Yep, yep. that's that sounds right. That sounds plausible.
0: <laughs> Whatever you say, Kellen. Just make it sound good as we go along. Got it. <laughs> and and thusly, the hyphen and qualm show was born. Oh, I
1: thought it was the Qualms and Hyphen show. <laughs>
0: I'm going to title this episode the Quams and Hyphen Show, or the, what which would you prefer? It, it's guest <laughs> choice. Do you want it to be the Quams and Hyphen Show, episode 126, or do you want it to be the Hyphen and Quams Show, episode 126? Your choice, Kwame.
1: This, this Hyphen and Quams.
0: Oh, see? You're so kind. <laughs> and the crazy thing was, I mean, we, we knew we had a rapport at that part, point, thanks to the YouTube stuff. But the the radio show, man, we would just get on there, and I'm just gonna say it. it felt like we really were onto something immediately. Am I crazy, or am I just remembering it fondly?
1: No, you're crazy too, but I I definitely felt that as well. That was
0: (laughs) felt some sparks. That's
1: that's why we joke because I'm I'm crazy as well. So that's
0: you are. Definitely crazy. Uh, so, I mean, did, we, we got together.
1: Too, or we would we would sometimes sub for Thursdays. Or... Yeah, we would sub
0: on Thursdays because that was E's e show. E had the Thursday 8 to 10. And then the, whoever was doing the diner, like I, I can, he's a light-skinned black dude. I can't remember his name. I think he had the Tuesday shift. He did the 8 to 10. He was the Urban Diner director at the time, I think. He did Tuesday. E did Thursday. And then me and you did the Saturday show and then I would help E out most of the time with his show. And then if E wasn't there then me and you would do it, we'd be on twice a week. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of positive feedback though, man. It it was, it was pretty incredible for me because I mean, I, I was pretty new to radio and, and I thought I did a good job by myself and, you were getting praise for your stuff because I heard people all the time telling you like you got such a good radio voice, like you play such good music. And I'm gonna go ahead and big you up because you did do both of those things. You you were amazing in that booth, um, by yourself. I, but like right. I said, we came together, man, and the comedy and the music just started flowing.
1: Oh yeah, that, was... that that shit was endless. Like I mean, just just the shit we would come up with that
0: was. <laughs> I mean we did we did like Biggie night and we had uh we did the slow jam show. Like didn't we do the sl- the first slow jam show and then that's when like everybody's blown us up from F- FCI, the minimum security prison here in Morgantown.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> they're like they're like, play that Prince. Play play that you gotta get you gotta get that prince. I want to dedicate this to my girl.
1: <laughs> oh man. They, they, those those people were great. Like I think one of the, one, one of the inmates' family even dropped off a pizza for me once. I was,
0: yeah, that was I the was kind of. They would get mad when there was something else on too. Like if there was a soccer game or a um, girls' <laughs> basketball game, and they would call him like, "Y'all want to give a shout out?" They're like, "Uh, we're doing sports right now," and <laughs> they would get so mad. Like, "Where's Where's Kwame at? Where's Where's Urban Diner? Where's B hyphen?" Where's Monster Long? We no, want to, to do our shout outs. And then the next day, like, you know, you got a bunch of calls last night during Urban Diner. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
0: like, oh, my, my bad. Sorry.
1: Sorry, we're popular.
0: Jesus. I know. Um, so, so Kwame, how much do you remember of a little game we used to play called Fantasy Hip Hop?
1: <laughs> uh, those, those are fun times. <laughs> Yeah. It was a whole website too, uh, if I remember.
0: It, it was a big deal for like in our little friend group, man. Like <laughs> that, they, they there was a site called fancyhiphop.com and it was just like you thought that it, you had a record label and you had these artists and you could make records and albums and merchandise and everything and then you're in a league competing against other people to make the most okay. money.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it was pretty freaking cool, man. Like there was there was like me, you, CFX, Matt was in there, Ed, um, Profit Money. I think he had a label. Like, <laughs> like it was a whole bunch of us just in this fancy hip hop league, and we were literally checking this stuff every single day so we could update everything and see how we were doing. And then they took the site down on us and took it away from us. They're like, "We'll be back," and they never came back. <laughs>
1: Just like most good ideas.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so do you remember you made a video game once for your fantasy hip hop uh, for your record label? And then we were talking about it on the radio. Because I really want you to tell this story if you remember it.
1: OK, let's see which pieces uh, I can remember. All right, so. I'll
0: try to fill in the blanks.
1: I think one of one of my artists was uh Alicia Keys.
0: It was Alicia Keys.
1: <laughs> so uh I guess one of the options was I mean you could do like different merchandise. So I was like well, why not an Alicia Keys video game? <laughs> <laughs>
2: that
1: would be a big draw. <laughs> so I mean what was that out at the time? I think it was like xbox 360 so i was like yeah, yeah. so you know uh, we had a whole press release for uh the alicia key's next biggest triple a title it was uh, uh alicia key's bubble bud bonanza <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did i even come up with concept i don't even know like what the game was gonna be it was <laughs> <laughs> That was just a title. It was just a title. So yeah, that that was the title. And yeah, we had a we had a sort of press release during one of our diner shifts, and uh, someone
0: and I reacted press- the same way that I did now with all the giggling. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, apparently, like when someone was listening, someone. Uh, misheard the idea and uh,
0: it wasn't just someone though was it Kwame <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that, that someone uh, it was 12 yeah the, we we got a knock on the yeah because we were like right next to the back entrance too so we, mm-hmm. we heard a knock on, the, on those stairs and it's two cops so they come <laughs> in and Like we, this was like during our break too. So we had to do like an extra long break. Like while they were questioning us, apparently an Xbox had been stolen. So they somehow got it from this press release that I was advertising a stolen Xbox on the radio. (laughs) Apparently, I was just was just fencing a stolen Xbox on the radio and
0: <laughs>
1: these campus cops were following a, a hot lead and
0: a hot lead.
1: <laughs> okay. This is definitely these guys. There.
0: <laughs> the funny thing is I knew one of the cops cause he's actually married to, um, one of angels, uh, sorority sisters. And he, he's like, he came in and he's like, Hey, 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 Kellen. Um, blah 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 Uh, we heard y'all talking about Xbox 360 on the radio and there's one missing and we are like we were talking about a fake video game called Alicia Keys' Bubble Butt Bonanza (laughs) he's like oh but they they were there for a while
1: yeah that that was uh, that was some fine detective work on their part I guess
0: (laughs) oh yeah Oh, I just found an old, old schedule for the diner. Let's let's see if it says – oh, Beans used to do Tuesdays. Beans had the 8 to 10 on Tuesday. It's I forgot beans. about that. Yeah. And then – yeah, because – oh, because what would happen was, according to this schedule, this is from two, summer 2007. So this is over yeah. the summer. Well, on Saturdays, it would be Johnny – me and you and it does say the qualms and hyphen show so maybe i'm quoting it wrong and thinking i had top billing when you were obviously the star and it said kwame from 10 to 12 so you might have been at the station from 8 to 12 on saturday nights over the summer in 07 before you peaced out
1: yeah that yeah that sounds right yeah and then we we would hit up the mountain Lair for the for their uh, free free dinners or whatever they had.
0: For, for was... up all night. Oh, yeah, up all night. <laughs> With the free popcorn and the delicious <laughs> food they would service. They 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 make people show their ID to get in there now. It used to be, you could walk in there and you could be anybody and be like, just grab food and stuff. And now they want to see your student ID and they check them and everything. Oh, wow. I guess it's for security measures, really, but... Yeah, I, I don't know for sure. Um, So yeah, we uh, got questioned by the police because they <laughs> thought that Kwame's fake Alicia Keys video game that he made on Fancy Hip Hop was a real thing. <laughs> and, I, I
1: think what tipped them off was the pricing. Apparently, yeah, I did put a price on it. What was it like
0: fifty nine ninety nine? <laughs> That sounds like a Xbox 360 prices back then. Right. <laughs> Man. Uh, so so we've been talking a lot about the diner and everything, and how we uh kind of developed our whole thing and our 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 friendship and our chemistry and stuff like that. Um, what got you into into music though? Because you came in saying you like jazz, and then you just said something about like I like. Like Tony Hawk got me in the hip hop, <laughs> like. Uh, so so what? Like what got you into music, man?
1: In terms of like actual like playing an instrument, so uh, you know when I came back uh, to Maryland, uh, you know it was just again just kind of figure shit out, and then uh, this church I used to go to, uh, they needed a bassist, so the. the Director just looked at me, he's like, you you look like you could play bass, so <laughs> he just gave me a bass guitar and some random bass lesson CD, or it was a DVD. Oddly enough, it was by this bassist called Beaver Felton. Now,
2: he's, <laughs> he's a
1: bassist in a, in a wheelchair, but he had a mullet, but he, he could play his ass off, so I think that was a that was a bit of a sign, so I just okay. yeah, just took it there and yeah, started playing playing in churches and then uh yeah, eventually that just progressed from there and actually started to play jazz for myself, so I wasn't a faker, so yeah,' I've been uh you was know, just doing different jam sessions here and there. And, uh, yeah, just meeting different people. And then, uh, so, yeah, that's been going good. Uh, Well, decent enough. Uh, I was with this uh, one band called Leftist. That's kind of, I guess you can imagine, Red Hot Chili Peppers meets The Roots.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Yeah, so, you know, did that thing for a bit. I mean lead singer is i don't know he's kind of a dick but <laughs> it, is what it is
0: okay just lay it all out there
1: yeah it's it's, it's some money issues going on but anyways
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah because uh yeah we did a we, our most recent gig we did the kennedy center yeah, oh wow nice they the they open a new uh, building on the campus called the Reach or something like that. But yeah, so um, yeah, we've we've done that gig a couple of times now. So damn. Yeah, it's yeah, it's getting there. I mean, if things were more better organized, then I could really like say, "Oh yeah, this is my dream gig." But as it stands, like, I mean it's decent. I, I got into it uh I had a random random friend, I was at a jam session and then you know I was talking to this one guitarist and you know he had a decent rapport. Mm-hmm. Come to find out that we actually went to the same elementary school together and we just didn't remember. Oh wow. I didn't remember until I saw his younger brother who was in my class. Then he told me and then he invited, I, I told him about a jam session that I was hosting and then he invited his brother, not knowing his brother was the one that I met at the jam session, so it was just uh, fucking fate. Right?
0: <laughs> fucking fate yeah, always I mean, sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking fate, man.
1: Fucking fate. But yeah, so that was uh that was the connection there and you know it was, it had some interesting gigs. Uh played on a one of those cruise dinner cruise things uh one New Year's Eve. Oh wow. New Year's Eve or New Year's. But yeah. It was the first time playing on a boat. That was cool.
0: You didn't get seasick, did you?
1: No, nah, no, nah, it was it was pretty stable. And then like,
0: uh, <laughs> pretty stable. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh
1: what else? Yeah, we <clears throat> we had a little tour, a little little mini east coast tour last
0: what yeah was it was East a, Coast swing.
1: <laughs> like uh have you heard of Brother Ali?
0: Yeah. Have I heard of Brother Ollie? Yes, I've heard of him. Yes. I'm familiar.
1: (laughs) You're familiar with him. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we did did a couple of dates with him. So we did uh, New York. And
0: And this is when you were the leftist band, correct? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. We did New York, uh, VA, and then uh, even went down to Raleigh, North Carolina. That was. uh, that was interesting. That was <laughs> that was on Thanksgiving Day weekend, and that, that traffic was... Nuts. Horrendous.
0: Oh, yeah. You weren't driving, were you?
1: Uh, I was driving with uh, with the guitar, so we, okay. we split the trip. Gotcha. Yeah. Man. But yeah. You... So just been doing that. Well, I mean, it's not as heavy like I mean twenty eighteen was probably the most busy- the busiest year we, we had some decent gigs, but like I said, just fucking management just kind of puts things on our little hiatus, so yeah, well, in terms of with them God, I, mean, I mean we we had some good momentum, I mean. It, is even doing some studio recording with them, and I have no idea what the deal is with that.
0: So it's just still out there unreleased, then.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they they did release the sing one of the singles, and I heard it was doing pretty good numbers.
0: So. Oh, so they were so you so you're not in the band anymore when they recorded the this single stuff then.
1: I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm on the single.
0: Okay. Cause yeah. I'm on their website right now and you, you are not in this picture where they're like underneath uh, the title.
1: Yeah. There's, there's just, there's just a whole, there's just a whole different thing. I feel like they treat me like a, like a side piece, you know,
0: they kind of do. Cause, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm not throwing their names out there, man. But why? Okay, I do have a question though. I know, I know you might still be cool with some of these people, but why they all got interesting names? And then there's Mark. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm Shaka Zulu. I'm 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 Inspector Deck. I'm Ghostface Killer. I'm Mark.
1: Yeah, Mark. Mark's my man. He's the. He's See, I knew it. I knew
0: it. I was like. Mark <laughs> looks like. Mark looks like the one that's sane in this group. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oddly enough, yeah, that's. Well, yeah. Uh, no uh, no. thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's very. Yeah, I mean, so uh, I guess they we kind of pride themselves on being uh, coming from different backgrounds and shit like that so
0: oh there wait there you are you are right here playing playing um that one song by the Sure hill gang um live on the millennial stage september 17 2019 you were dead center looking fly
1: oh they actually have me on there wow
0: yeah you were right there man <laughs> nice Looking, looking solid as a rock, my brother. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I'm That's surprised solid, they even put me up there, man. Yeah,
0: was, not, uh, you look, you look focused, man. You look uh, like I, I'm. I play a mean bass, and I know it, man.
1: Yeah, the bass face.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> bass face is—is is that like resting bitch face, or is it—is it different?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. <laughs> oh.
0: Then I know what bass face is. Awesome.
1: Anytime you see a base, a, a base disease, he's he's definitely got a face going
0: on. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so, but you've, you've now left them or, or like, are y'all on hiatus or what, what, what is it now that's going on with you guys?
1: It's, I don't know. This, is mostly on the MC. I mean, he's, he's, okay. he's, he needs to figure his shit out. That's, <laughs> that's all it gotcha. boils down to. It.
0: Is that the dude who's in the middle of this group with the, yeah. the sunglasses on his head and the, the making a funny face? Like, I think I'm the rock, but I'm definitely not the rock. <laughs> the professional yep. hater who likes Haribo gummy bears on the Ryder fam. Is that him?
1: <laughs> you're, you're not too far off, though.
0: <laughs> OK. I mean, this is what it says on this website, man. It has he's like dead center of the band. Mark's over here on the right. Like, I don't want no dumb name. And he's like, I want brownies on the rider. And then there's a dude over here that says, really, eats everything. He's really Bruce Wayne. Then there's a dude over here that says he's the next Spider-Man question mark. And then <laughs> homeboy over here is chocolate on the rider, not that fake chocolate. And then dead center is the dude who wants Haribo. He don't even know how to say it. spell the gummy bears right that he wants. It's Haribo gummy bears <laughs> on the rider.
2: Hariboo. Haribo. <laughs>
0: Hammer <laughs> <sighs> So, so what, what are you doing musically right now? Then, if y'all are in this weird space.
1: Uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's one aspect. I mean, I still I still have my jazz gigs. So, uh, you know, occasionally I'll fill in here and there. Do and people then...
0: ask you questions about what's your favorite jazz music, and do you answer them <laughs> now, or do you just freeze all the time? <laughs>
1: yep I, I can I can actually list off a few artists but, nice. yeah so uh, I do uh do a few local gigs. Uh, I host a regular session well, I'm with the house band so' uh, okay. yeah, it's most 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 couple of times during the month
0: is, is your name on in the lights? Does it say does it say kwame in the lights? because it should. They gotta give my man his proper.s
1: It's it's a little better than what leftist gives me. So mm-hmm.
0: okay, because <laughs> you know I'll put your face on any website you want me to, buddy. That that's awesome. from now until eternity.
1: Awesome. I need I need a promo.
0: <laughs> you know you know how good we are at promos, man. I wish we had kept. Matter of fact, no, I don't think I have them anymore because I think we burned them in CDs. But we had a whole disc of us doing stupid promos that we would play during Uh our diner shifts and us doing different things. Oh, man. Or they were on a mini disc. I think we might have done them on a mini disc, too. And I know those aren't there anymore. They still use that mini disc. They're in the middle of a move now. They're actually getting ready to move to the DA because... Essentially, the Mountaineers kind of forcing them out, but they did raise enough money to move to the DA. So the DA is mm-hmm. going to be moving like the main printing operation to the downstairs, and U92 will be upstairs. And probably, I'm going to say it's not going to happen fully for like another year or so, because Wiederspiel is actually the new general manager. Um, Well, mm-hmm. the student advisor is what they call him now. He's in charge now. And so, yeah, he was just on... I spoke to him a few weeks ago, and we were talking about things and stuff, but it's, it's going to be really cool. So they're on the way of moving out, but last time I was in the station and I did a shift, the mini-disc players still were in there. Yes. Wow. Yeah, man. But they got a mega-seg now, so that, that normally is where all the music's stored at now, but they still have the library of CDs CDs behind, behind you, of course, and then they have the library in the back still of all kinds of stuff. Uh, the two rooms of all kinds of stuff.
1: Like who, who's doing it now? I know Grogan was handling. It. God bless him.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't know who's the librarian at this point, man. They were. I know over the summer at some point they organized this huge cleanup to kind of try to figure things out. And I don't know if they ever got it together because I plan on going, but then Kim had canceled it at one point, uh, saying there was too much going on. And she couldn't do it. And then next time, and I know, never heard anything about a rescheduled date. So I wouldn't be surprised if I could still walk in there and go into the diner cabinet and still find stuff from our time there. Hmm. Damn. Huh. I know, man.
1: Well, it's, I guess it's not like there's much stock being introduced. I mean, since most most of the stuff is electronic, so.
0: Mm-hmm. Everything's getting emailed to these kids nowadays. Back in my day, you used to have (laughs) to listen to a promo CD or call labels and stuff. And now it's like, Hey, shoot me this. No problem. Here you go. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Easy as butter. So, so Kwame, uh... I want to thank you personally again, because on my album, which came out in 2014, you sent me two bass parts oh, for, yeah. for me to use. <laughs> and one actually ended up on the, the end of the song, uh, no room for square. So that turned a three three and a half minutes song to like six minutes. And I didn't care because I was like, this might be the only album ever released. I'm gonna put Kwame's whole bass part on here. So I put wow. it in there. And yeah. then I had like I listened to that when you sent it to me immediately, but you'd send me a second bass part. And I'd never listened to it until I was literally putting the album together. And like right before the very last song, I put it on there because it was really short. So I was like, oh, it's just a little clip. And then you <laughs> played it. And it was like, thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back. Again. Except you were playing on bass. And I was—I think I immediately started texting you. And I was like, "Quas, you played Golden Girls. And you're like, yeah, I was just messing around. <laughs> so... Yeah. That was very awesome, man.
1: Yep. Yeah, that was yeah, that's my first my first wax credit. Thanks for that. That's uh
0: happy oh. to do it, man. Wish there were some royalties to give you, but there are none. I can tell you that much.
1: <laughs> More than what I'm getting with leftists, so <laughs>
0: Man, you just let me know. I'll, I'll beat some dudes up, man. You know I got people, and me and I can <laughs> Ed's still a phone call away. You know me and me and Ed aren't his tight as we used to be, but if I say, "Yo, Ed, we need to ride," he'd be like, all right, Bussle. man, where we gotta be?" Get off, man. Dingo about to come out. <laughs> yeah. So just let us know about leftists. Um. So thank you for playing the bass, man. That was really cool, like I said.
1: Oh, thanks for the opportunity. That was fun.
0: Yeah, no, no problem. Because you're like, you're like, I'm gonna send you a little something. You sent me like the first clip, and I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna put this on my album. You're like, all right, that's cool. Like I don't I I could tell from your response, you're like, that'd be real cool, man. Like he ain't gonna put this on his album. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, anyway, I was when I heard it, I was like, oh shit.
0: <laughs> I I told him, I told you qualms. I mean, like we are like bad. We're like Martin Lawrence and, um, Will Smith. I'm totally Martin Lawrence in this scenario. Um, but we're bad boys, man. We ride together. We die together. Bad boys for life.
1: That's right. The third one's (laughs) out, right?
0: Third one's coming out in January. I think it's literally called bad boys for life. (laughs) (laughs)
1: They don't even they don't even add numbers anymore. It's just
0: no. I'm surprised they didn't reboot it. <laughs> <laughs> they probably wanted to, but they were probably like, "No, no, we want our money. We want our checks." Um,
1: email cats, bad girls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna put you on the spot here, Kwame. Okay, just like <clears throat> you, you got put on the spot in your uh, Urban Donor uni- uniform interview. So, uh, two episodes ago on this show. Me and my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Robinson. I feel like you Mar- you and Marcus might know each other. I don't know. Um, he, was a, he was here in WVU around the same time. But he, he, and me and him has become good friends, and he comes on all the time. We talk about various topics and stuff like that. So last time he was on, we did our favorite projects from 2010 until this year. And... He picked his five, and mixtapes were included in that, and any genre you wanted. And I picked my five, and there are honorable mentions. What you, just one? I'm not making you make a list or anything, but just one out of the past ten years. What what would be one of your favorite musical projects that's come out?
1: Oh shit! <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like I don't listen to music; I just play it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I hate to sound like that arrogant asshole, but oh man
0: because i i have a feeling you're like me where you're not up on your hip hop like within the last 3 to 4 years and i understand that completely
1: yeah that's yeah i mean i hate to be the old guy but i mean i i haven't heard anything new like i mean yeah migos was hot for a while but it's like everyone every, everyone's got that Maybe I'm just not listening to enough shit, but everyone's got that trap sound now. Yeah. So, so.
0: that That is true. Now, now this can be any genre, though. It doesn't have to be rap. And it, it's a 10-year window. So it can be 2010 to 2019. I'm trying it's- to... Damn.
1: <laughs> like, in terms of, like, actually sitting
2: down and listening to... Uh...
1: Yeah, that's I mean, uh, I'll I'll tell you what I've listened to, maybe what I've listened to the most.
0: Okay? That that would qualify, that? that would put us in range.
1: Oh, but you said it had to come out within the last 10 years.
0: Well, that that's what our episode theme was, but if it's not wow. something that's I mean, obviously if it's not within the last 10 years, I don't care. I just would like to hear your answer. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so I'm not going to be a stickler, but like that came out in 2009 in December. Nice try. <laughs> Me and Marcus did that to each other, but anything you want, if there, if there's something you've worn out, I'd like to hear what it is. Oh, uh,
1: let's see. I mean, this is this is random, but you know, I just found this uh, this Prince album in this car I rented, and uh. Apparently, it was from. Uh, this is back when they had like some exclusive service. This was like Tidal before Tidal. So there's like this exclusive shit that no one else could get.
0: So it, it was, was like from a lot. The CD club that he used to have.
1: I, I think NPG so. The yeah.
0: CD club or whatever.
1: Yeah. And then, so this was, it was like a burnt CD. So. Okay. This must have been a prize collection or some shit, because I mean, I'm sure people burn it dozens of times later on, but
0: yeah. D- do you remember if it, it was titled on this burnt desk? Because I was can it, run through names.
1: I, I think it was One Night Alone or something.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm familiar, I'm familiar, hold on. One Night of, was it the live album, or was it just One Night Alone? It was, oh wait, there it is, there it is, One Night Alone. One yeah, Night I, Alone. I, I it think in a, my life, it
1: might be live. It was just him doing piano.
0: Okay, because, yeah. yeah, okay, well, there's One Night Alone, which is released on May 14, 2002 by MPG Records features him singing and accompanying himself on piano making only occasional use of other instruments and he yep. covers a Joni Mitchell classic a case of you and he retitled it a case of you with a u instead of a uu you, you. and there's Thanks. other songs called one night alone it's only 10 songs like there's uh, young and beautiful pearls before the swan avalanche objects in a mirror so th- so you found this in a in a car that you rented Yep. And did you keep the CD do you still have it?
1: Oh uh, yeah, definitely. I poached that shit. That was.
0: <laughs> yeah, I poached that shit. That's mine now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, still got it.
0: So uh, what is it yeah. about this Prince project that talked to you so much though? Cuz uh, like you said, it was given to members of the MPG music club separately and included as a gift with his One Night Alone live box set it was never sold in school stores in stores but bootlegs are available and then title finally released it in 2015 after well it was before he passed
1: yeah uh i mean yeah like i mean uh, the first instrument i started out with well was kind of hoisted onto me was the piano so I'll, i'll always have a soft spot for uh Excellent piano playing. So, and that's why yeah. you had
0: Alicia Keys on your fancy hip hop roster. It all yeah. comes back full circle.
1: Yep, yeah, it sure does. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was uh it was just a matter of that and you know, just it was it was it was an easy listen. Like I mean I mean the whole album itself was probably not more than Maybe forty or so minutes, or not even an hour. I don't think, but
0: no, nah, like just I said, a real sh- thirty-five minutes and one second, according to Wikipedia.
1: Yeah, ah, man, that's technology.
0: I know it's yeah. all at our fingertips now. <laughs>
1: but yeah, it's uh, it's nice, easy listening. you know, just randomly, it it just being the CD player. So whenever. Didn't feel like listening to some radio bullshit. Just pop that in for the commute, man. That was, yeah, that was that uh, was interesting. Yeah, as far as CDs, man, that's <laughs> that's the only one that I can really. That, I mean,
0: that that's a solid one. I mean that 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 is a rare gem right there because I've never listened to this album. And I went back when Prince passed, I went back and listened to a lot of his discography, but mm-hmm. I never listened. I haven't listened to any of the, the exclusive stuff that he put out. Cause there was a ton of it that he was mm-hmm. putting out like to the, to the music club, to the MPG music club before he finally disbanded that. And then like his recent stuff that he was doing, like he had done like artificial age and he had that girl band, um, like artificial age was 2014 and I really like that album. Then he had like Plectum Electum with uh what's the girl third third Eye girl. It was that band and he was in, he was on that album too. And so that's when he kind of started being more like he that's when he signed back with Warner Brothers and stuff. so that that's really dope that uh you uh kind of gravitated towards that prince release that not a lot of people have heard because it's only been out for four years like uh, to the mass audience, you know. Here's next question. Prince or Michael Jackson.
1: Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy SP the Ghost. I want to shout out Kellen hyphen Conley and his podcast, Hyphen Nation, which just had his hundredth episode. Hip hop manifesto and the hyphen podcast group. I want to say congratulations. Love is love from SP the Ghost L O X D Block. Keep doing what you're doing. And shout out to Shiver because he cared about y'all and love y'all. Salute, Ghost told you so. Uh I'd I'd say Prince. Okay. He was uh I mean just just from studying him, I mean, he was he was he was an intellectual. He, I think he was ahead of his time in terms was. of like yeah, even not even just musically, just in terms of his like ideas about, you know, just society and you know, different issues like that. I was like, damn. Yeah, he, he was really on to something. Um but yeah, I mean just in terms of his talent and I mean, of course Michael has that star power. I mean, he was Yes. He he was Jesus, but <laughs> But you know, oh well, yeah, and uh, I think who would who would I want to meet out uh, of out of those two? Yeah, it'd probably definitely be Prince. I mean, uh,
0: yeah, it would be Prince.
1: Yeah, not to say I couldn't have a good conversation with Michael, but it's like, yeah, it's there's certain things that. Yeah. <laughs> what about you?
0: Um, no, it's Prince for me. <laughs> um, I I was always a Michael kid growing up and stuff. And then the funny thing is, like, like I said, like it was about twenty fourteen when he started re- releasing music to the mainstream again. I was listening to a Prince that is, and I was like, man, like I, I really feel like. I'm missing out on all this Prince stuff. So I've really started digging into his catalog a little bit. And then when he passed out of nowhere, I really stuck into his catalog a little bit. And I was like, not to take anything away from all the years that I was like standing over Michael Jackson or anything, but Prince is just above and beyond anything that Michael could ever do. In my opinion, like musically songwriting ideas wise, the output is ridiculous. And I I don't know. I don't want to say that, Prince's output has anything to do with it because Michael literally stopped making music essentially at like two thousand and one was his last release, and he died eight years later. But like even with his solo career with Michael, it was like seventy seven and then uh eighty two was thriller eighty seven was bad ninety one was dangerous ninety five was history, two thousand and one was his last album invincible. like Michael took forever to do stuff, you know? And Prince is like, huh, dang, I just put out an album. Let's do another one. <laughs> Let's throw it in the vault and put it out two years from now. Like, Prince has had this whole mystique to him that, mm-hmm. and also, it's it's not a negative mystique that Mike carried, too. I don't want to get into that because I have a whole episode where I talked about all that stuff about Mike and stuff, right. but, you know, like, the 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 mystery and, the the legacy and just just the whole aura that goes with Prince, man, it's just very appealing uh, to mm. me. And then the mu- the the music just speaks for itself, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right,
2: Damn so
0: Prince. we're we're rolling right along, Kwame. So um, I want to mention here that uh, before you left Morgantown, you had left me a huge. In fact, I think you left me two big old boxes of DVDs that I was supposed to be holding for you. Do you remember oh. This?
1: Oh. Okay. Do you remember this? Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of remember this. Because right. you were yeah. like,
0: I'm going to come back and get these at some point, but hold these for now. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. And one, you never came back for them. <laughs> <laughs> Two, I did offer them to you when we met up at Brew Pub that one night. And I was like, yo, I have your box of movies. And I think I offered to you when you came for the wedding, too. I have all your movies if you want them back. And you were like, nah, I keep them shits. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn, I, I wonder what they were.
0: Well, let me tell you what was in there. Because you're responsible for me be, finding my favorite television show of all time, Kwame. By mistake.
1: Oh yeah, what's that?
0: You had in there the first three seasons of The Wire. Oh. I feel like I'm talking like Nardwar right now. Um, <laughs>
1: but yeah, this I, I, I forgot about that shit. Like, I mean I yeah. didn't forget about I forgot about that collection. Like, damn.
0: <laughs> you had Nard you had Nardwar. You had the three seasons of the Wire, you had like the first couple seasons of Futurama. I wore those out. Um mm-hmm. You had Paul 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 Fiction collectors editions. You had some anime in there. You had you like you had some. I have all of it still. You had some cool stuff in there, my friend. But The Wire, The Wire qualms changed my whole life, and oh, I don't mean shit. that like I don't want to say that. Okay, like after I watched The Wire, I started selling drugs or that I became a better person because of it. No, it just it. It, I don't think I watched TV until I watched The Wire. Oh, yeah, and no.
1: That was transcendent. That was uh, Yeah.
0: It, and I, I was unexpected. I don't even know what made me watch it. I think it was literally like I didn't have cable at the time and I was like, man, you know, what? I need something to watch. You know, what? I'm going to watch The Wire. I'm just going to pop hmm. this in and see what I think. And then I just kept watching and kept watching and kept watching and kept watching. And, watching. and the next thing I know, I'm like, I'm ready for season two. And the next thing I know, I'm ready for season three. Next thing I know, I'm out of seasons. I need to get season four. (laughs) And then uh, season five, I got like shortly after it finished. It wasn't that long after it actually finished that I got season five on DVD and I watched that. So um, thank you, Kwame, again, for putting me onto the wire by accident. Oh, you're quite wrong. When's the last time that you that you watched The Wire? Was it before when you had those DVDs? Have you not touched it like ever since then?
1: I I, I want to say so, yeah.
0: Did you finish it?
1: Oh. I, kind, I I kind of I kind of feel like I did. Like
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I don't want to spoil it for people I mean, who haven't watched. It. I actually, fuck them. Yeah. So I think. Uh, Last, last I remember, <laughs> they had the whole scheme where they kidnapped that homeless guy and yeah, try to make it seem like there was a serial killer. And
0: yes, that was the last season. Yep, that was when started Homeland faking the murders. <laughs> That's the what?
1: They they were using like Homeland Security to investigate the shit mm-hmm. just to finagle and
0: so they could get Marlowe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you 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 watched the whole thing, then?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Like for for me, Kwame, like start to finish, The Wire is the best television show I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. What what, would, what where would The Wire rank for you? Um, out of everything that you watch, because you you like me at least used to be. And now that you're like traveling like half the globe. Playing bass and stuff. You don't have much time for TV as now, but is is there anything that's better than The Wire for you and your that you've seen since then, or um, did you not really like The Wire? You're kind of like, this is cool, whatever, and then something to watch, and maybe like you just have never really got into it, and you're just like, oh, it's cool. I'll watch it when it's on, you know, and you just happen to finish it.
1: Oh no, it, it was definitely yeah, it was definitely one of my top shows. Like okay. Yeah, it's definitely up there uh, in terms of ranking. Mm.
0: Would you put like Breaking Bad higher? Have you seen all of Breaking Bad? Are you a Game of Thrones kid?
1: Oh yeah, or would I you say that's
0: higher? Breaking.
1: Like I, I skip Game of Thrones. Like
0: me <laughs> I too.
1: Just the first and the last episode. I was like, okay.
0: <laughs> I watched the first episode, and I've never watched the second episode, and. Um, I, I like the first episode was like cool, whatever. But it's like, do I really want to watch the next episode? I still feel that way, even with the hype of everything. And right. even with everybody hating the ending, that doesn't bother me at all. Hmm. Like, I I just never had an interest in watching all these Thrones episodes, man.
1: Yeah, I, I respect it, but it didn't grab me like, I don't know. Some things I just can't watch by myself. Like I would The only the, the last time, last thing I really watched by myself was the boys.
0: That Amazon prom show. Yeah, I got Amazon yeah. Prom now. I I should really watch that because I've heard good things about it.
1: Yeah, that was I mean I read the comic, so that was automatically uh
0: That was a that was a dub. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I mean, even in terms of like translation, like I mean, this is perfect. Like, I don't feel like wanting from the comic. Like, oh, they should have done this. They should have done that. It's like, nah, they really did the thing. Like, I think you'll definitely enjoy. It. I mean, there's, yeah, I highly recommend it.
0: Okay, I will make sure that I, I get in get get to that because. Like I said, I've had high recommendations, high, high praise. And then Kwame came down from his mountain and, and gave me his praise of it. So <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to do it. So I, I want to tell oh, yeah, you, the, or go ahead.
1: Uh, it was, uh, it was uh, actually Amazon has been kind of killing it. There was another show. Uh, it was uh, The Omen or not Omen, or Good Omens or something.
0: Good Omens. Like
1: yeah, yeah. it's like this angel and this demon, and
0: then okay. I, I think I saw a trailer for that. Who who's in that? I feel like there are people I, I recognize in that cast. Uh, <laughs> like
1: Josh Ham has one.
0: Yeah, John Ham's in it.
1: Oh, John Ham, yeah, as a, as an angel, Gabriel, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't recognize any of these guys, but I think I have seen the trailer for it. Oh, David Tennant's in it, who used to be, um, used to be on a uh, uh, Doctor Who, and is the yeah. voice of, of Uncle Scrooge on A new Ducktales. So mm. there you go. But I, I do remember that trailer. So Good Omens is dope too.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. I Yeah. I will, yeah. I will check that out. So I want to tell you that oh, yeah, really your copies work. of the Wire um, have uh, have made. I, I still have them somewhere, like the first three uh, seasons. But they went all over the place because they went to my friend Anthony. He watched them. My friend Thomas, he watched them, and then they went to um, some of my former coworkers at the shoe department. They watched them, and the, and she watched it with her husband. And then I think Ed was watching them. Matt was watching them at one point. And so these DVDs have literally probably traveled as much as you have on oh, the road. <laughs> yeah. They, they've been in hibernation for the past few years, but they definitely saw the world there. And yes. I always got them back every time, man. I was always a little concerned, like, I'm not going to get it back. I'm not going to get it back. And then they would always come back to me, man. So the gift mm-hmm. that kept on giving
1: the gospel of the wire
0: (laughs) (laughs) quite literally my friend quite literally so in addition (laughs) to the music and everything else that you got going on um i've been laughing the whole time that we've been out here well that i've been in my living room and you're in your living room and you might don't tell me where you're at actually because if you're in the bathroom or something that'd be really weird but yeah um you (laughs) got into Comedy,
1: yeah, yeah. How
0: uh, how did that happen?
1: uh, So I think it's it's like maybe like late 2014 or late or early 2015. You know, I I started. uh, Okay, that's 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 why I wasn't listening to much music. I, I mean, the shit I would listen to was mostly like comedy albums. Like I started, I got a. I got serious radio. So I was listening mm-hmm. to the Raw Dog and Foxhole. Yeah, some other shit like that. Yeah, so I was listening to those and yeah, you know, just I started like actually paying attention to like you know how the jokes are being written and like I was like studying that shit. It's like, like, huh.
0: So it's kinda <laughs> like the bass for you, where just like the bass, you picked it up from a DVD. You start training yourself in the ways of comedy,
1: yeah, pretty much, I mean, not to sound it's, arrogant, it's but yeah, it is was, <laughs> was like, yeah, let me, let me go fucking do this no, nah, so uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> you fucking do this,
1: yeah, so yeah, I was listening to it for uh for a while, and then I started I just looked up uh different open mic events in uh, the d c area, so. Yeah, the first one I I got booked on was uh, called Last Resort Comedy.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And that was uh yeah the first venue I ever performed at was called the Science Club. And that was in where was it? Yeah, it, was, it was it was in case uh like downtown D.C. somewhere. So the
0: science. Yeah, club. Of, okay.
1: Yeah, one of these random hip bars or whatever. So.
0: So so okay. So you decide you're gonna go do open mics, and the like did th- did you like write out jokes and everything? Like like this is something that kind of fascinates me because people who think like people I'm um, not to toot my own horn, but people are like oh man, you're funny. You should do stand up. Like I've heard it like maybe twice. Like not everybody says this. Call me. I'm not trying to say anything. <laughs> I have a little bit more sense than that. But then I'm always like. I don't write jokes. I just kind of react to what's going on around me. And then I make a smart remark and people laugh, you know? So what was your process for heading into this open mic after listening to comedy for a few months on the radio?
1: Oh, it was, it was a matter of uh kind of uh, just jotting some ideas down and, you know, just putting it into a structure, like, you know, premise, flesh it out then punchline. So, uh yeah, so I just took a few uh yeah, you know, about five minutes worth and it was it was, it was just garbage shit. <laughs> Looking back
0: now. <laughs> Did you practice in the mirror before you went up there or anything? Like at home, like all right, I got this. So I'm get up there and this hung will tell this joke.
1: I don't think yeah, I don't think i really enunciated.
0: No rehearsed.
1: Uh, yeah, I was I mean the most I was doing was just writing notes <laughs> in my phone. So I'll just have like a whole set, you know, just write out the set list. I mean, back then I was like writing out the whole joke word for word. But it's like, I mean, I'm sure you can relate. It's like once you get past a certain level, you don't necessarily like, you don't write down everything.
0: I mean, you just. I do. I I was never good at coming off the top. It was always everything that I've ever put out musically was written down on paper, unless it literally said it was a freestyle. I was never ever at that point where I was that confident.
1: Oh, I mean, I would I would even say that I'm really like coming up with shit off the top. I mean, it was just like
0: I know what you're trying to say though. That you kind of
1: hit the point you need to. Yeah. In a sense, I'm I am rehearsing in my head. So okay,
0: so you bombed your first time out. <laughs>
1: actually, like there, there's this sort of phenomenon, like like a lot of new comics like actually kill like the first time they do it, and yeah that that happened that happened to me. I mean, I mean my jokes weren't terrible. I mean, but
0: well, you said they were. You just said they were awful. They were trash. I mean,
1: looking back now, but
0: okay, okay, gotcha.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, they they got laughs. I mean, they were. Yeah, I had people come up to me like, "Yeah, that was that was really funny." Okay, thanks. (laughs) At (laughs) least I could do this shit.
0: (laughs) He like thanks. though fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Buy me a drink. right (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay so so you did really well then
1: i i did decent enough yeah it's uh so yeah i caught the bug and then and then reality quickly hit
0: (laughs) so you bombed your second time out then is that where we're going
1: yeah because like i said there's like a certain energy that once you knew, I think the audience can kinda of sense that and they kind of react to that. Oh yeah. But I think afterwards it's like, okay. All right, now that your feet neither your feet's wet. You you gotta figure out, you gotta try and capture what it was. So yeah. I mean it's I mean, yeah, a lot of it is the material, but I mean it's 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 been an interesting journey just in terms of like you know, really examine myself as being on stage and how the audience reacts to shit, man.
0: Yeah. So, so, it, uh, I,
1: I got, I got to send you a clip. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which,
0: please do. Like, I, yeah. I, I won't put it in the pot or anything, but I want, I definitely want to hear you because, as, as you can tell, Kwame, like your timing, just in our general conversation and in our friendship, has always just like brought me to tears, like crying, laughing. <laughs> I was a literal crying laughing emoji like our whole (laughs) friendship and i have been the same way tonight so the fact that you would get into comedy it just seems like a natural progression for you because you have that deadpan tone and you have that timing and you can do the impersonations and stuff so is there a a a styling that you have so to speak is there a style that you that you kind of say you have is there influence in the like anything that you say influences you like other comedians or any comedy in particular that really has brought you to where you're at right now, like as a comedian? Mm. Um, yeah, I can ask good questions too. See how I rolled <laughs> that into there? No degree, what up? <laughs> I
1: hear you, I hear you. It's, uh, it's, uh, I think it's I think it is, I would just say it's uh, necessarily like a lot of, People individually. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I put Patrice O'Neal up there.
0: R.I.P. Patrice Man. Patrice. Patrice came and talked. <laughs> he was. He was hilarious.
1: Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield.
0: Rodney. Okay. What is it about Rodney, man? Because a lot of people don't know what Rodney did for the game. Now, like when we were younger, I think like he was way bigger. But now, like with Rodney, it's kind of like, like you hear Rodney, people are like, "Huh, no, I get no respect, guy." Like, I don't feel like he gets his proper comedic due. So, what is it about Rodney?
1: Oh, uh, for me, Rodney was like, it was it was just that one-two punch. Like, mm-hmm. like he just captured like that the essence of the setup punchline. I mean, it's not like. I'm not saying like his shit was like very simplistic either. I mean, it was his delivery. It was, it was his like his connection and rapport with how he was saying it. And then with the audience, like, I mean, it was just a whole package. Like, so that was kind of like, okay, this is like prototypical. It means it's by the book, but it's, it's very solid by the book. If if that makes any sense?
0: No, no, no. I I can compl- I completely understand that. It makes perfect sense to me.
1: Yeah. So in terms of like just just from a purely technical standpoint, you know, the, I mean, it, it kind of like music. Like you know, there's certain drummers. I mean, they're not flashy, flashy, but like their pocket, like their rhythm, their timing is just like so immaculate and clean that they don't they don't even need to do any fancy fills or rolls or flashes or any shit like that right. it's just like you know it's just that solid you can count on so that's that's definitely been like something that I've, I've kept in mind and yeah just even in terms of writing yeah I mean definitely a lot of music just having that musical background has helped I mean, because a lot of it is cadence. A lot of it is, yeah. I mean, it's material, but it's there's a certain sort of. I mean, I'm getting kind of esoteric with this shit, but it's, no, it, it's,
0: it's that's fine. Like, I mean, if you have that kind of connection, I, I want you to keep on going.
1: Yeah, it's it's a certain. I want to say like hypnosis, like okay, kind of happens. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure you, you, you you felt this often uh, as an MC like you know you're just getting that moment just getting that rhythm and then you're there and then the audience is there with you so even if it's even if like if you kind of stumble or even if it's like you're not really feeling it it's like there's something that you being that vessel you being that uh, that conduit that the mm-hmm. audience feels which is interesting it's like you know some, sometimes I'll write some jokes and like mm, the fuck is this joke but the audience will, like really feel it like hmm it's
0: crazy isn't it yeah the, the like the, or go ahead I'm sorry
1: yes I mean that, that's that's kind of what draws me into it's like that, that sort of mysterious like you can kind of, you you can kind of put it into words, but there's just something else. There's a uh, just another, there's another element, a hidden attribute. Yeah, you can write good shit. You can look the part. You can do whatever, but no, know.
0: no. I I completely get it because, and, and sorry for the pause there, but I. I I've never had anybody kind of describe how it feels to be on stage for me in a way, you know, except until this moment, because, um, I mean, I, I can uh, say all day, it's like, Oh man, I get up there and I, I start rapping and people and like, I'm like, put your hands up and people put their hands up. And it's like all that cool stuff and everything. But I've always said for me qualms, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I told you this even when I was really bad at being on stage. Like when I get up on that stage, And I got that mic in my hand. And as soon as the music hits and everything, like I know when I miss things on stage, but I just have this overwhelming feeling of being at peace when I'm on stage, which is really Mm -hmm. weird. And uh, because it's the only place I can replicate this feeling like it doesn't matter like what drug I've tried without how much alcohol I have drink. It doesn't matter what I'm doing in my life. There is nothing that compares to that feeling of holding that microphone in your hand on stage and contr- and for those X amount of minutes, you being the main attraction on that stage. And it's not yeah. an ego thing either. It's just I just r- feel very happy, you know, yeah. and I feel con- and like I feel connected to music and the words and everything. So, and then putting it back out there, the energy into the crowd and and just kind of letting I get to let myself go in a mm-hmm. way. Because like in a way that even if I tried my damnedest like right now to like just cut loose, I wouldn't be able to do it the same way that I do on stage. So I completely get that. I have, that's crazy, man. That you have that that we're on that same level. So that that's really dope. Yeah. yeah. Um, any other influences besides Dangerfield, and uh, um, Patrice.
1: Um. Uh... I mean, it's not like a singular singular person, but uh, yeah, just like British humor too. I mean, just that kind of dry, deadpan. Like,
0: are you one of those people that think the British Office is better than the American Office?
1: No, (laughs) not not that (laughs) snobby.
0: Okay, but I
1: mean, it it was decent, but but no, yeah, American Office definitely. They they took the ball and ran with it.
0: And oh, then... God, yes. <laughs> man, so that's that's really cool, man. So so with your like, do you have like a regular weekly gig? Because I, I know that I bailed on you once to record this pod, and other times you're like, I have a gig this night, this night, this night. And then like, do you have a regular night where you host or you MC or that you just you're you got a spot where you're always there doing comedy once a week? Or or what's going on with that?
1: Yeah, used. Funny enough, I I used to. There was this place in uh, Columbia Heights in DC called the Pinch, but like like most bars, we just found out that it's closing down mm. suddenly. So uh, this well, Tuesday will be the last day.
0: Shit, That yeah. sucks. Like, so were you MCing, or you? And then you did yeah, like I, was, I hosting, acts.
1: We'll uh, see. Was
0: it two years? Damn, you, you were there for two years, man. hmm This probably just got real sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got yeah, that was my first hosting gig. But
0: yeah. Well, technically, just... do you remember when you hosted at one two three during one of our shows? That was probably one of your first hosting gigs, just so I can put that out there.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, one, two, three. Pleasant man. That was.
0: That place is still open. It just turned twenty-one years old. If you can believe that. Wow.
1: Still ticking. That's good. What yeah. About what about Bent Willy's.
0: Uh, Bent Willy's is still standing, but it's now known as Code. Code (laughs) and they have taken instead of it being like what was it, two floors and then the deck and then the back room, like the top back room, the sunlight, the sunlight, the skylight was like where all the hip hop was. They have completely dedicated the bottom floor to being a barcade now. Uh, it's called Starport and it's pretty cool. So it's an arcade Uh, bar, one of those, yeah, one of those, and the martini bar, they got rid of that. And there's been multiple restaurants to go in and out of that place. And Uh then, yeah, now the top has been redone. I haven't been in there in years. And now they, it's called Code.
1: Mm.
0: They just changed the name a few months ago. They got new ownership. Interesting. Yep.
1: And what's Club Z's new name now?
0: (laughs) Club Z is, uh, oh, what is Club Z? Um... That's not Liquid Lounge. Hold on. I forget, oh, my. See, I'm not going to be able to remember now. I'd, I'd literally have to drive down Walnut Street in order to tell you right now. Because Shooters is now Liquid Lounge. And then Fuel, that little bar that went downstairs, that's called Fourth and Goal. It's been open for five or so years now. And then Club Z is something but uh, I don't remember what it's called now because it literally like there was a couple years Kwame where it changed names like every single summer or spring semester That's fall (laughs) semester yeah it just kept changing so I can tell you brother
1: (laughs) yeah all these funny bar names but yeah, so uh, yeah, that was that was my usual gig. Uh,
2: yeah,
1: I don't know. I got, I got, I'll, I'll figure something out. Cause yeah, I, I'm I'm also traveling this uh, this weekend. I'm going to Europe.
0: <laughs> you're going this weekend to Europe. So I just caught you. Because if I'd waited right. like a couple more days, you'd be like, uh, you wouldn't even answer me. Because I'm sure you're not going to be texting people while you're in Europe.
1: I, I I think I think the shit would have worked over there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess you would find out when you got your bill.
1: <laughs> nah, I, I took I took my shit to uh, I went to Africa. Uh, was it? Yeah, was it shit? Yeah, beginning of twenty eighteen. Okay, shit worked over there. That
0: was that's crazy. That's awesome. Where are you going in Europe? Because Angel actually was just in Europe this past summer.
1: Oh nice, nice. Yeah, I'll be going to uh where is it going to London first. Uh spend like four or five days and then uh going to Paris.
0: Nice. You going by are you going by yourself?
1: Uh, so going f uh, sister, and mom. Okay. So.
0: Still, still that's dope that's a dope trip, man. That's what's up. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely jealous, my friend. <laughs>
1: I'd make the most of it. Try to get some gigs. I'm going to take my guitar and uh,
0: do a little uh, busking. Throw the guitar case out there. Let them throw some bills at you. you. (laughs) Maybe. Pour in your jam sessions over there. Oh, man. Um, So, like, have you ever thought about, like, you've been. Doing comedy for about five years now at this point almost. Have you ever thought about like recording like maybe an actual like comedy album like or anything like that? Especially with how easy it is to do digital stuff now.
1: Oh. I mean, like it's that energy. Like I would I would need to.
0: It would have to be live. I I get that. Yeah. Yeah. You would, want to, you would want to do it live, but have you ever thought about like collecting a bunch of pieces and putting together something that's like maybe 30, 40 minutes and putting it out there and making your own comedy album?
1: I haven't thought of doing it that way, but I I think that might be the most feasible route.
0: Well, if you ever need help, you do have a friend who has extensive audio and production knowledge, as far as uh, when it comes to engineering and making things sound good, who can also help you with all that, you know. So if you ever want to give a brother a holler, I'd be more than glad to help you.
1: Oh, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Once I I get my shit together. Yeah, I mean, because I I mean, it's, it's fun, but it's the whole politics of of it is just, it's a whole nother story.
0: There's politics that go with comedy? No way.
1: <laughs>
0: what, what, what kind of politics? Like, is it just drama? Like, you got to earn your dues and then there's a boys club that holds you down and make it hard for you to kind of grow as a comedian because they won't give up their spots that they've been doing for 15, 20 years, anything like that.
1: Oh, sounds like you've you've already done comedy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I have watched a lot of comedians and cars getting coffee and then and then um, I've listened to a lot of podcasts with other comedians and stuff and then I've read a lot of articles about how like the kind of like the ultimate Boys club in comedy would be like mm-hmm. Seinfeld, Chris Rock, uh, Aziz. Uh, Louis C.K., even with all the shit he was doing, they're like the gatekeepers of comedy. Not so much Seinfeld, but Seinfeld's kind of lumped in sometimes. But and even Chappelle, a little bit where like you have all these gods of comedy and they they just refuse to put a hand down to help out the up and comers, you know, uh, unless is it so? That's that's kind of what I was like uh, guessing that you may have been getting at. I didn't know how spot on I was going to be,
1: yeah, yeah. Good. The shitty part is like, it's not even people who even really have credits or even really doing shit that's right. doing the gatekeeping. So it's like, it's, it's kind of frustrating in that aspect. But the only real limiting factor is just, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure you're very familiar with this. It's like, your, your town doesn't show you love. You're only...
0: <laughs> oh, am I ever familiar with that concept?
1: It's like once you if you start out with them, I mean, they're always gonna see you at, at that certain level. Mm-hmm. And then once you start improving and surpassing them, that builds even more resentment. Yep. Um yeah, there's
0: it's a problem.
1: There's a lot of that. I mean, when when I travel and do comedy, it's like, damn, why the, why the fuck am I bothered about DC? I should be getting out more.
0: <laughs> I need to see the world. That's why I'm going to Paris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Just keep shit in perspective. It's like yeah, you know, people want to be, they, they, you know, they, they have their petty little fiefdoms, yeah. they want to, they want you to pay fealty to them. Like,
0: yeah. See, I don't agree with any of that, man. I've always been of the mindset that. I mean, okay, that's not true. <laughs> Cause I, I, am a, I am the top hater, man, and I, I know that there's been times that I have, literally, been like, this rapper isn't shit compared to me, and blah blah blah. And I used to be getting all the kudos, so especially yeah. like rappers, my peer group of rappers. Um, I, I've definitely had those moments and stuff like that, but I wasn't shit, you know. It's like, I, it's not like I had any weight behind those words. It's more like. Me just being an asshole, but <laughs> so and I'm I'm okay with admitting it now, but yeah, that's just that's just not cool to be doing that. Even especially in 2019, man, because it is uh, so easy for one little thing to launch you from anywhere now. And All right. gate gatekeepers are not welcome in 2019, man. I I just am not about that life. So yeah, that sucks, man
1: yeah but that's 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 part of the grind that's part of the inspiration just
0: to yeah that's uh, that's definitely cool they say
1: Messi wouldn't be who is it Lionel Messi wouldn't be who he is if like I mean they they say like you know he's a star but it's like he has to work for that shit like
0: yeah I mean Jordan had to do it Kobe had to do it Tom Brady
1: had to do it, like the way people foul them, and the way like the heat's like really on them, mm-hmm. so it's not you know, the ones who just coast by it's like, yeah, you know, okay, they have that initial talent, but if they don't have any adversity, that's really
0: holding them sharp, back
1: that. and. You know,
0: they always always kind of be stuck. Yeah, um, I, I I agree, man. Like you, you have to be able to grow in no matter what it is that you're doing. So, so um, I'm I'm glad you see it more as a uh, just another um, road to cross versus it being a wall, so to speak. And that's gonna always kind of hold you down. It's more like I just got to figure out my way to get over to you know cross this road and we'll keep on trucking you know that's a good yeah. mentality to have it's a real dope mentality to have um so i met a comedian not too long ago well it was like five years ago now ironically enough uh his name is dave bracy and he is from pittsburgh i don't know if you've heard of him probably not because he's he's kind of like a pittsburgh local comedian but uh me and a couple other friends went to go see the royal rumble in pittsburgh We went up for the whole weekend and um, my friend, Mike Oste, drove us in a bad snowstorm to go see this comedian at a little ass coffee shop. And he was Mm. hilarious. And yeah, man. And like I talked to him at the show, I was like, oh, man, you're dope. That was he was hilarious and all this stuff. He's like, oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. And then um, I started following him on social media and stuff. He started a podcast maybe about 18 months later with another comedian um, friend of his called Drink. Um, not drink champs called a uh, uh, drinking partners or partners pod. What's it called? Uh, it's not called drinking partners. Is it? Oh, see, I feel like an asshole now. day Bracey podcasting one oh one drinking partners. I think that's it. Let's see. Yes. The drinking partners podcast. I'm not crazy. So you start this podcast, right? And what it is, is they're, they're comedians, but they literally go to all the brew places that make like, um, like they make their own beer and stuff and they go there and they talk to the owners and they just kind of sit down have a conversation. There's jokes and stuff like that. And eventually that evolved into day getting involved with starting the first um, black brew festival in the United States in Pittsburgh. And it's called, yeah. And it's called, um, Oh, what's it called? Almost called a beer fest. It's not called beer fest. Shit. <clears throat> God, I'm doing i I'm doing great at this. Uh Day Bracing <laughs> Beer Festival. Man, Fresh Fest. That's what he called it. Fresh
1: Fest. Oh,
0: yes, nice. it's called Fresh Fest. Yeah. And so Angel and I went up there for the set for the, this past summer. And I've been talking today on and off, just on Twitter and stuff over the years. And uh um we were up there and I was like, if we, if we run into day, I'll be like, Hey, day, how are you? Like, do you like nice to see you? Like, I, he probably won't remember me because he literally has not seen me since I five years ago at, at this coffee shop. And like, we talk on Twitter, but I don't think it's, it's like that, you know. And yeah, like, I went up to him eventually when I saw him, and I was like, Hey, day, I don't know if you remember me. I'm, I'm Kellen B. I'm like, Yo, what's up, B. Ivan? What's up, man? Like, I'm so happy you're here. And I was like, I wasn't sure if you are gonna remember me. He's like, you drove in a snowstorm to come see me with y'all crazy asses, man. I'll never forget that. I appreciate that love. And I, I always appreciate a fellow blur and all that stuff. And I see what you're doing with your podcast and everything. And it was a real cool moment. And he's hilarious as well. So I know two comedians now.
1: It's <laughs> nice. Yeah, he sounds like a great dude. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully I get to meet him.
0: Um, well, I mean, you're going to be traveling in Europe and and making all the friends and making money and being discovered over there. You're, you're going to come back and be like, uh, I cut a comedy album while I was over there. It just kind of <laughs> happened. And it comes out on uh, November 22nd. So I need to come back on your pod and promote it. I'm like, oh, OK, no problem.
1: <laughs> that would be awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that would be awesome. So now we've covered comedy. We've talked about your music talked about leftists a little bit, made fun of some people. Talked about our Urban Donner days and our U92 days and bubble butt bonanza and police asking us about Xbox 360s being stolen. Right. And we didn't talk about video games any because we just talked about Marvel Ultimate Alliance and how much we played that back in the day. Oh, yeah. um, that was a classic. Um, so, so Kwame, how I like to end each episode is I like to ask my guests when I have a guest, is I ask them if they have any words of wisdom they'd like to share. They have a recommendation. You've had plenty of recommendations between, um, just the, you were just talking about that uh, Prince album. Um, you were talking about some comedians that that you inspire you, like Dangerfield and Patricia O'Neill. Um, so those could be recommendations. But um, is there any words of wisdom or recommendations or just anything that you'd like to say to end this podcast off?
1: Hmm. Wow, words of wisdom um, I don't know I mean yeah lately I've just been thinking about this and you know, just kind of how we, we treat, view human rights like even like for children and shit like that it's like I've just been kind of thinking about You know, we, you know, just not. I mean, it's 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 kind of a personal <laughs> subject for me, but yeah, you know, just in terms of like, you know, giving giving children like the autonomy and like not jailing jailing kids, and yeah, you know, just in terms of like holding on to these sorts of oppressive ideals about how they should be living and shit like that. I mean
2: mm-hmm.
1: I mean to me a lot of that's just unnecessary. It's just like yeah too much conformist bullshit. Like I mean <clears throat> just just in terms of like the whole I know I'm probably gonna make you lose your sponsors, but just like the whole <laughs>
0: Here's a secret. I don't have sponsors, so you're good, fam.
1: Alright, good. Good shit. Yeah, just in terms of like you know, jailing children in terms of like their identity and autonomy in terms of what they want to do. Like but anyways, that I'm sure that's a whole different episode. But that that's that's my that's my wisdom. Like yeah, you wanna You want to make sure that the kids are, I mean, just make sure they're safe and make sure they're able to, you're nurturing them and growing, they're able to grow, but not necessarily with that heavy handed way that, you know, maybe we're used to. And, well, I got beat as a kid and I'm fine, or it's, it's a lot of other shit that people say.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I've heard that a time or three. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I I completely un- understand, man. That that's some, that's some good shit right there. Because I mean, I I agree that you you got to protect the kids, man. I um like I, I'm big on that. I have a daughter of my own, obviously now. Um,
1: uh, how's don't.
0: Oh, she's asleep, so she's doing great. Um <laughs> Love him in kindergarten so far. There's this one little boy in, in her class who keeps bothering her. I haven't oh. even beat him up yet, so I'm doing good on that front. Um but uh no, she she's doing she's doing great, growing every day. Uh she started saying nah fam because she got that from me. I said it a few times in front of her. And now she's like, nah fam, nah fam. Yeah, so oh, that's precious. <laughs> <laughs> it is precious. It really is, man. So um, yeah, she's great. And Angel is either she might still be awake back there because uh she uh she has the day off tomorrow. So she may be up watching what she does to me, Quams, is she will she will go through the Netflix original movies and like, oh, I'll watch this. I'll watch this, I'll watch this, and then she'll rattle off like four things she watched. I'm like, I would have totally watched any of those with you. And she's like, you don't like these kind of movies. I was like, that's <laughs> not the point. Like, I would have watched it with you, but you don't give me a chance.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll pretty much watch anything with... If I got something. With
0: going. my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch anything with your wife, Kelly. <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah. All right, the only thing I do by myself is just play the games
0: gotcha you know a game I've been playing a lot of what's that I, I I made the mistake of downloading Mario Kart Tour to my phone when it came out man and I am on this bitch constantly <laughs> racing <laughs> and trying to get a better score than Matt and I Sad. cannot stop like I, I I am serious about mine right now in this game <laughs>
1: to check that out
0: otherwise i'm playing spider-man ps4 <laughs>
1: i i have pen in the library i haven't touched it yet
0: oh man whenever whenever you decide to not be busy like being funny and playing bass and being your general awesome self kwame you need to take some time to crack <laughs> that open because you won't yeah. regret it man it, it's easily the best spider-man game that's ever been made great story and it and it's really well made, man. You'll you'll enjoy the hell out of it.
1: Nice. <laughs> so uh, no, for you,
0: oh, uh, what'd you say?
1: I know, I know. This last game was like a dream for you. I mean, oh,
0: of course. <laughs> That's my man's to them.
1: Are you happy that he's he's back in the MCU? Uh,
0: I was. I want to say I wasn't worried. <laughs> at first, like when everybody started freaking out, like the day after, I'm like, oh my God, like this is like two hours after they say talks broke down. Like they just put out home far from home. It's going to be okay. And then you just keep hearing reports like, oh, they're never going to negotiate again. He's not coming back. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh God, oh God. And then finally they pulled it back together. So I am happy that he's still in the MCU. Um, And that we're we're going to get a couple more films out of uh, the MCU. And a Sony merger before. Eventually, I'm sure he'll go back, revert back to Sony. But as long as there's some more MCU stories to be told with them, I'm happy. And that's the bottom line.
1: Stone Cold said so.
0: <laughs> you sounded like you were running in back to the mic. You're like, you're like, Stone Cold said so. <laughs> Oh, so Kwame, man. I had I had a lot of fun doing this. Um, we have to do this again, not anytime while you're in Europe, but we have to do this again another time, man, because I had a great time.
1: Absolutely. I'm glad we, we finally got it done.
0: <laughs> the the qualms and hyphen show rides again.
1: <laughs> hyphen and qualms to some.
0: 2019. See, we can't be stopped. Distance doesn't matter.
1: Right. And love right. will
0: keep us together, all that stuff indeed indeed <laughs> A- indeed my friend all right so that is kwame i'm not gonna say his last name because i will butcher it again and he'll make fun of me
1: ampers A- Ampinson.
0: <laughs> ampunson
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: that is my good friend kwame um and i am kellen conley this has been hyphenation and uh Brought to you just real quick by a uh, hyphen podcast group.com Morgantown Virginia based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people. And then by my friend Marcus Robinson's blog, Mark the M-A-R-C-R-O-B dot wordpress dot com. He writes great scriptures of meaningful words that I find highly entertaining and you will too, so go check that out. Anyway, those aren't real sponsors. That's like my podcast group, podcast networking, and then that's Mark Marcus Robinson, who's my co-host. So no sponsors to lose on this side. Um, and I like to end the show a very simple way, Kwame. Um, after I thank the listeners for listening, appreciate each and every one of you. I like to say thanks, y'all. And, and that's it. Thanks, y'all. Yeah, that's thanks, it. thanks, y'all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks y'all. All right.
2: <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production.
2: They're the bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure.